Now time for Calling All Sports with Rock and Manooch with Jimmy B on Fox Sports 910. Hey, everybody. Final hour. Don't all applaud at once. Uh, we will be here till 4 o'clock. We're hanging out at Wright Toyota today here in the showroom, and the guys are busy selling automobiles. You can find us right on Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard. Always Wright Toyota. Always right on the price. Rockin' Minutes with Jimmy B. Fox Sports 910, 99.9 FM HD2, and also on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, before we bring uh, Hode Rabito on, I'm, I want to read this, and then I'm going to get the Hode for his reaction. Uh, this is a quote uh, from George Kliakoff, the Pac-12 commissioner. Uh, at the media days today, Kliakoff says... There is, and I'm quoting, there is an underlying shift in the media market. It's happening right now. The longer we wait for the media deal, the better our options get, unquote. With that, we say good afternoon to Hode Rubino, Devil's Digest. You can find him on Twitter, at Devil's Digest. Hode, Jimmy B. and Manooch, you buying any of that? Yeah, good, uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, look, I mean... Seeing thing is believing, and ultimately, I understand that the commissioner, you know, is, is saying what he's saying, and I'm not saying he's being disingenuous or anything like that. But ultimately, until the media deal is signed, until we know it is as lucrative as the one the Big 12 signed just a few months ago, that's going to be the ultimate judgment of whether this media deal for the Pac-12 really is everything that the commissioner said today on record, that athletic directors and presidents have been saying off the record for the last several months. But I would uh, maybe be cautiously optimistic because I just cannot believe that the commissioner would stand in front of the Pac-12 media here in Media Day in Las Vegas and basically make such a strong statement like that, just knowing that there's at least a 50% chance that it's going to blow up in his face. Oh, the other one that, that seemingly blew up in his face because it's trending through anybody and everybody that's been there, ESPN, all the outlets, is when he said he was not concerned with any of the other um, you know, conferences coming in and continuing to poach in the Pac-12 after USC, UCLA, and all the rumors that are coming in about certain teams that may be leaving, and especially when you have a Big 12 conference champion, uh, co- commissioner, excuse me, say, look, we're in business. You were going after folks. He said, nothing to see here, and I'm paraphrasing. That one, talk about, okay, what are you looking at and what are you not understanding? That one went viral throughout the sports world of Commissionership 101. <laughs> well, basically, if you're going to leave for greener pastures, you have to make the path, have to make sure that the pastor is really greener to begin with. Yeah. And not to believe the point I just made a second ago, but the Pac-12 – and this is off the record. The commissioners did not definitely did not state that today. But that the media deal, when it comes to just the plain old dollars and cents, the claim is it's going to be just as good as the Big 12, maybe even slightly better. So if that is a message that is being communicated to the president, to the athletic directors all throughout the conference, I just don't see any incentive for any teams to pick up and leave. So, again, you, you just need to take – uh, things right now at face value. And going back to my earlier point, I cannot imagine the commissioner feeling even 
slightly pessimistic about the media deal and still making those statements on record like they did a few hours ago. Ode Rabino is our guest. Uh, he was at Media Days today in Las Vegas uh, for the Pac-12. Hode, the commissioner came out and said, okay, I'm not going to announce a media deal because we want to talk football. Did they talk football? That's what I want to know from you. <laughs> Did they eventually get to talking football? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is they said, yeah, you know, I want all the focus to be on football. So somebody asked them a follow-up question, a very natural follow-up question, okay. Does that mean you just have a media deal ready to go and you're just ready to announce it on a, another day so the focus, you know, will be on that and not on football? And then his answer, his answer, and really covered it behind pretty well, well, I think you're reading too much into my statement. So, again, I mean, this is just, uh, you, know, just uh, you know, beating around the bush not saying yeah. anything on record that can come back and haunt you for weeks and weeks and months to come. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there definitely was some football spoken. I would say that the uh, general theme really was um, how many talented quarterbacks there are uh, yeah. here, here in the Pac-12. And now you've got this rule change where, as you probably know, that the clock is no longer going to stop after a first down unless you're in the two minutes of the second quarter as well as the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. So with all this plethora of talent of signal callers in this league, uh, how much can that rule change counteract what they're doing? Because ultimately there are going to be much shorter games in the Pac-12, and really across the country for that matter. So that's going to be a really interesting dynamic uh, to uh, witness this evolution because this is going to be year one of that rule change. Um, obviously, on another big storyline over here was uh, U of A quarterback, Jaden uh, Delore. And I don't know if you talked to uh, any uh, Arizona beat riders uh, today, but it was definitely uh, an uncomfortable situation, uh, both for uh, head coach Ed Fisher, as well as the quarterback himself that, it, that was here in Vegas talking to the media. And, you know, it's a matter of he was not found guilty in a court of law, but he did. Uh, uh, reach a settlement with with the yeah. victim. He did admit uh, to you know to the uh, the rape, and, and that was according to reports that, that are out there. So you know, definitely you have the public, maybe even obvious public sentiment that he should not be playing football at all, whether it's in Tucson or, or anywhere else. But the legality of legalities of this, and really that's something that we see in all in all walks of life. You know, have just enough of a. Uh, a golden uh, pass for, for, for someone to actually play, to actually continue to be employed in their profession just because legally they've never been found uh, convicted of a crime. So that was also another uh, big storyline here in Las Vegas. So, Hold Rubino, DevilsDigest.com. You can also tweet him at DevilsDigest. Um, the rankings came out, the, the, the preseason media rankings came out. Um, U of A 8, ASU number 10. Uh, how much, if any, is broached with these coaches as far as their media ranking or their rankings coming out of the out of the shoot? Yeah, I think Eddie Dillingham has been saying all day here in Las Vegas that he really could care less about his rankings, and he did admit that he doesn't really just doesn't know that much about his team. But look, I mean, I just think when you have an Arizona State team that really is upgraded across the board, whether it's coaching, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, uh, you know, really having better teams that fit the, the, the personnel bringing in so many newcomers that really have bolstered uh, literally each and every position depth chart. I think that this team is definitely better than, than, than finishing test on the conference. You do have uh, eight, eight home games, 
you do have some winnable games on the road. You don't have that many road games to begin with. So I think this all lends itself, and I think we talked about this in uh, one of my previous appearances, that this very well could be a 6-6 six and six team. And look, I'm not saying you have to throw a parade down Middle Avenue if, it, if you achieve that. But one thing I know, and, I, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you finish 6-6, six and six, you are way ahead of being 10th place. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I agree 100%. I'm, I'm real curious when uh, UCLA and USC uh, got up on the podium. Uh, yeah. What was the conversation? Hey, we got one more year and we're out of here. <laughs> well, uh, UCLA uh, is going to be on the podium uh, later on today. Uh, UC okay. was up there. I really don't think there were many, too many, too many big time questions as, as there were at this time last year. In the, in the factual media day when the news was uh, fresher. But, uh, look, uh, you know, it, it really it really is, is, is what it is. Uh, the media did not, quote-unquote, punish USC uh, for departing the conference next year. They still picked them uh, to, to win the factual championship, the sentiment that I happen to, uh, to agree with. There are a lot of great quarterbacks in the con- uh, conference, as I said a minute ago. But Caleb Williams is absolutely phenomenal. As somebody who saw him in person uh, play the way he did against ASU, uh, the hype is definitely real. I don't know if he's going to go Archie Griffin and win back-to-back Heisman trophies, but uh, anytime you got a quarterback like that behind center, uh, you have to be really, really happy about your chances. The big question about him, the big question about Washington, who I think is uh, number two in the media, too, is how much can the defense step up from last year? Because, honestly, when both teams faced an ASU defense that was very average at times, they they really had difficulty stopping the Sun Devils uh, in in, uh, in, a, in a lot of a lot of periods. And as you know, ASU actually pulled the upset over over Washington in a dramatic win in Tempe. So uh, to me, as much as we're talking about the quarterbacks in the conference, to me it's about the defense. Which defense is going to step up more from last year? Will it be USC? Will it be Washington? Is it going to be both defense really uh, stepping up to the same level? Uh, and, and then it's going to come to the quarterbacks and very, very explosive offenses. So it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, dynamic. And, again, I just think the rule change of not stopping the clock after first downs unless in the two-minute warming period, so to speak, how much does that affect explosive offenses like USC and like Washington where the game is going to be short that much? And really, it even embarrassed on the stage. I mean, you know, Kenny Dillingham uh, is definitely a lot of uh, three yards apart of dust. Uh, type of offense. How much did that, uh, that affect him? Does it make make him uh, more uh, susceptible in a good way to actually sneak up on teams and actually pull the victories where he would, would be a heavy underdog? Uh, that's going to be a very interesting element, at least in my eyes, to uh, track uh, the entire 2023 season. Oh, Rock and I have had you on for many, many years on the, on the day of the Pac-12 media days, and you've been so good to always come on. And I remember when Mike Leach was coaching at Washington State, we would always first we ask us, okay, so what did Coach Leach have to say today? The late, great Mike Leach. Um, is there anybody that, not that he was the gregarious, outgoing, always had some kind of quiver quip uh, to throw out there. Anything even close to that with these coaches? Because they're so close to the vest and guarded with what they say nowadays. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Mike Leach is such an incredible bar to compare to. I mean, I don't think any coach could, could, really, could really even come close to that. But, but I think uh, the coaches uh, were pretty much all laid back. I didn't see anybody being too tight for no no apparent reason. Ken Gillingham uh, was was up there on, on the podium, uh, very 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 relaxed, uh, being very honest, very very straightforward. Uh, just traits that I think have uh, served them very well in really turning around this program, not only by attracting so many newcomers and being flat out honest with them 
as far as what they can and cannot expect by joining the ranks in Tempe. Just uh, also being asked about his own team, and he admits that he doesn't know how good or how bad it is his team is. His team is going to be until, until the first game is going to play. But I can tell you that when I talk to members uh, of the staff off the record, I think that uh, the staff, you know, definitely feels optimistic. I don't think anybody's just losing themselves that the Sun Devils can contenders for the Pac-12 championship. But I, in my opinion, that's a 10th place prediction by the Pac-12 collectively is, is way too hard. I understand, you know, you're, you're coming off uh, – Arguably the worst record in, in program history, and you got a first-year coach, and you got 15 newcomers. Uh, how does that all mess together? And does it mess together really that quickly that you can even be a middle of the pack type uh, of program? I do understand um, that apprehension. Obviously, my viewpoint as an Arizona State beat writer is much different than uh, the, the, the actual media collectively. But uh, I think that uh, the staff and the players are, are very, very optimistic. But as El Pache goes, that's why it's a game. That's that's right. Hey, man, it's always great when you come on. Uh, quickly, I just thought of this. Uh, roughly in about 30, 40 seconds, how disappointed are you that Deion Sanders out of Colorado uh, couldn't come because he had to have more surgery? Well, honestly, look, I, I really think the Pac-12 is disappointed because if you look at the schedule of the coaches and players appearing, it's uh, no uh, coincidence whatsoever that Colorado was scheduled to be next to last. Everybody was running for prime time to be in the prime time of the, of the, of the Pac-12 media day. So I think the you know, Pac-12 administrators are definitely disappointed. I talked to some of the B-riders uh, in Boulder. I think uh, they're uh, disappointed, too. Uh, they're, they're getting really uh, you know, a lot of questions. You know, as we know, uh, Deion Sanders does have a very, very serious medical condition. I guess, I guess two serious medical conditions, for that matter. Uh, so I think it's really, really hard to even attempt and judge uh, the timing of when, when he's getting an operation and when he's not, especially when it's really a second operation and not, and not an initial one. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, as I mentioned throughout the whole conversation right now, there, there have been plenty of storylines uh, to discuss in factual media day with the Wisconsin and San I got you, pal. Hey, listen, enjoy Las Vegas. We always appreciate when you come on the show. Always great information. Thank you, Hode. Not a problem. Thank you, guys. There you go, Hode Rabino and uh, Devil's Digest on ASU and the cluster that is going on right now at the Pac-12 Media Days in Vegas.